Hello, everybody, and um, welcome to the Dads on the Rocks podcast, episode 15. Uh, today's guest is a guy that I've come to uh, know and respect as a father, a husband, and as a man all around. He is my wife's cousin, which I guess now he's also my cousin. Uh, but more importantly, he's grown to be a fellow dad friend of mine. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. David Tombley. David, say hi to everybody. Hello, all. Uh, David, as you know, we always start with a drink uh, and with a toast. So what are you drinking today? I am drinking a local North Carolina beer called Giga Blaster NEIPA from Aviator Brewing, Brewing Company here in Fuquay. Very nice. So I try to support local. So um, that's what I'm having at the moment. Definitely. Always support local. Uh, myself, I am having uh, a new whiskey tonight. I am having Ezra Brooks uh, Distillers Collection, uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey out of my very nice Dads on the Rocks whiskey glass. So David, to you, cheers. Cheers. Uh, David, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, anything that will let them know you a little bit better? I just turned 48 years old this October. Um still feel like I'm 25, but my body tells me that I'm not 25, that I'm actually 48 or 55. Um, I am married. Uh, it'd be 19 years this November 1st that me and my lovely wife, Dawn, have been married. And you can hear our golden Oliver. retriever, Oliver. He, he's, <laughs> he's going after the cats behind me right now. Um, I have, uh, we have two daughters, Abigail and Emily. Abigail is 15, going on 30. Emily is 12 going on 35. <laughs> so, um, you know, there is a lot of drama in this house living with three women, mm-hmm. but uh, I have learned how to deal with it. And, um, you know, Aviators Brewing Company is helping right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I respect and uh, admire that a lot growing, uh, living in a house with three women being the only boy. I, I can see why you got a, a boy dog to kind of be some male backup in the, in the house. <laughs> I just wish he was better. He's not that good. <laughs> but I will take the uh, I will take the masculinity though. <laughs> if anyone is interested in a shirt, they're $15. So if you're uh, interested, uh, shoot me a message or an email, dads on the rocks podcast at gmail.com. Or if you have my phone number, you can also text me like most of the people that do. Um, and also remember to follow Dads on the Rocks on Facebook and Twitter and not TikTok because I freaking hate TikTok. I'm never going to make one. So don't even bother. Um, David, as you know, you've listened to the show before. First, we start with a parenting topic, something that uh, relates to parenting that you'd like to discuss. So have at it. A parenting topic. Well, for all you young parents out there, I would say I would suggest establish a routine. This is a game saver in any family especially with young children is establish a routine when our daughters abby and emily were little the go-to was bath bottle bed it was the three b's that's how we lived it was bath bottle bed bath Mm -hmm. bottle bed and once you establish that routine life just got easier no one got any sleep no one no one ever gets any sleep when you have little ones but Mm -hmm. if you establish a routine and try to carry that routine, that would be my best advice for any parent. Uh, you have two little ones like right now. I mean, yeah. are, are you, are you, is that, you know, a boy and a girl? I have two girls. So 
my routine lasted for two weeks, but what a two weeks. Oh my God. <laughs> Love those two weeks. It was like holiday for two weeks, you know, <laughs> because once that 15 day comes around and you go to your oldest and you say, okay, it's bath time. And they're too young to give you the smart ass look, mm -hmm. but they will look at you and not say anything and just give you a look. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks is about all you get with girls. That's about it. Wow. You know, we didn't do any kind of uh, structured routine with Allie, our oldest, uh, but with Andrew, the pediatrician gave us uh, a routine to go by when it comes to uh, feeding schedules. Now that he was going from just the bottle to jars of food uh, and we were getting much better sleep after that. So we've, we did fall into that routine. Unfortunately now, or I guess, fortunately he's moving on from not doing jars of food and he wants to just have solid foods. He's having, uh, like mm. chicken, um, rice, you know, anything that he can like pick up and put in his mouth, that's where he's in, but he's in that weird transition phase where he gets bored of it yeah. and he's not eating enough because he's just gotten bored of it. So we're kind of supplementing that with jars of food, which he doesn't really like all that much. So we're in this weird little transition phase, but I, but I agree setting up routines that work best for you. And I mean, cons consult a pediatrician mm -hmm. to see if they have any kind of input uh, as far as what, where the child should be developing now and what kind of foods they should be having, how much uh, formula, milk, whatever they should be having. Um, always, you know, consult a physician. Don't listen to two dads that have already been drinking for an hour. <laughs> this is not an advice <laughs> podcast. It has never been an advice podcast. This is a, a, a place for yeah. dads to talk and stuff. So, but no, uh, routines have been very, very uh, big for us ever since Andrew, we didn't really have one with, with Allie, but ever since Andrew's come along and there's another, uh, another baby in the house, it's gotten very important for us to have one if we're going to sleep at all. Yeah. Routines don't last though. I mean, they'll grow out of that. I mean, my best advice for anybody with young kids is to take as many pictures and videos as you can Yeah, because it, it, it boils down to like, Oh, that one time that I remember feeding my little one and he wasn't taking the food or she wasn't taking the food and it was just getting everywhere. Well, that comes to pass. I mean, your, your kids are never going to be as young as they are at this very moment. They just continuously grow and grow and grow. So if you don't take video or pictures or something of it, you're going to forget it. You know, memories are, are kind of hard to remember, but when you have a picture and video and everything that helps tremendously. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a couple of different memories that I will never forget. But when I do look at pictures, it jogs my memory and, I'll, and I'm, all of a sudden I'm right, right back there. It's not all that long ago, but I, I see a picture of Allie when she was when she had like her jacket on and she had a pacifier in her mouth uh, and she was just walking around the neighborhood looking at Christmas lights. And I see the picture. I don't remember that memory, but I see the picture. And just all of a sudden I'm back there and I remember looking at the Christmas lights and her pointing and things like that. And, and that just brings me right back. But if I tried to remember that without a picture, that would never come to me. Exactly. Cause there's too much going on in your life and in, in all our lives, when you have young children, there is so much going on that you, to just remember the small things mm -hmm. is just incredibly, you know, tough and difficult to do when, you know, the, years pass and everything. So it's, it's just life in general gets complicated. So it's these small times when you're able to sit back and have a drink and, and reminisce about it and everything. And actually, if you have pictures and videos, that's that jogs your memory. It just brings back all those memories that you, you know, forget over time, just because there's so much going on.
Yeah, exactly. Life kind of gets in the way. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't get a chance to sit and, and enjoy. Actually. Yeah. I, I read something the other day that, uh, one day your kids will ask you to play with them for the last time, like play Barbie dolls or whatever. They'll, they'll ask you that for the last time and you'll never know it because it'll just be the last time that they ask you for it. They just grow up. And that really r- rang with me because I, I feel so bad when, when Allie asked me to play with her and I'm trying to do the dishes or whatever, and I'm exhausted. And, and I, I've remembered that and I'm just like, you know what, let's, yeah, I, I'll play with you, babe. I, I, I would hate to, I'll never remember doing the dishes, but I'll remember playing Barbies with you kind of thing. So just, just to take that to heart. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a, a ton of dads out there that will understand totally about what you're saying. And my youngest right now, Emily, she's 12 and our go-to still to this day, and it hasn't happened every so often. It used to happen all the time was just playing Uno, mm-hmm. you know, like at night, you know, and she'd climb in my bed and we would play Uno. And it actually happened, what, a couple of nights ago and everything. But who knows when that last Uno gameplay is going to happen, you know? Right. And it will. There, there's going to be a time out there. But I mean, it's sad to, to think of that and everything. You, yeah. you know, you could be the toughest guy out there, but when your little girl or your little boy is, wanting to play a game and it, it becomes the last time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How has developing a routine changed for you? Because like me, I have two little ones that are under four years old and we have routines of like bottle bed or a uh, bath bottle bed. And our, our routines are changing as they're growing up, but now yours are 12 and 15, 12 and 15, 12 and 15. So how has, do you still keep to a routine or, I mean, is I mean, I have to imagine it's changed. Like the girls have soccer practice or something or other. Um, does like dinner time change or bath time change now that they can go and do it on their own? Do you still try to keep to some kind of routine? We do. We do try to keep some time of routine. But when independency starts kicking in as they get older, it becomes more difficult. Right. So it's pretty much in my perspective, it's a time to step back. And that's when you become like, not the pitcher, but the catcher. Okay. You become like, you know, make sure that they brush your teeth, make sure that they take their bath, make sure that they finish all their food, make sure they do these things. When they're young, you're assertive and this is next and this is how it's got to be. And this, this is how we're doing it in the routine. And, and it's great. It's a great routine, but you really need to wait and have them develop their own independency and when that starts kicking in i don't know with girls it's it's interesting but it's pretty much just step back let them develop everything themselves and you become like not the pitcher but the catcher you just make sure that it's all getting done you know and it's difficult it really is i mean you know but you just gotta let it happen you know, and, and as, as long as it's getting done sooner or later, you try to keep on a time frame. you try to keep onto some type of routine, just reminding them with now, without nagging them, you know, mm-hmm. as they get older, because, you know, it gets difficult, but uh, just reassuring them and making sure they cover, you know, dot all their I's and, and cross all their T's and stuff, but it's, it's not easy. Do you try to let them fail or not let them fail, but like pull back on the making sure 
that they're doing the things pull back on it to see if they fail somewhere to and like suffer the consequences because i feel like if like me personally i i don't know about everybody but like if i were to fail in, in something and i say well this is the consequence of my own action like maybe i should make sure that this doesn't happen again to kind of like learn by by error definitely definitely i i think everybody's got their own way of of how they see their family and how they want their family um I don't want to say the word run, but how everything operates in their family and everything. But yeah, you, you, you really need to let them make their own mistakes and learn from it. Once they get to a certain age, as long as, you know, how I was raised is like, if it's not broken, you rub some dirt on it and keep going. Right. I was raised with a brother. So that's, that's how it was. You know, if it's not broken, keep going. Yeah. I have two daughters though. I can't really tell Abby and Emily, hey, rub some dirt on it and keep going, you know, because <laughs> they're going to look at me and go. I'm the princess. What are you talking what are you, about, you, you dick? You know, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Why are you such a, why are you such a jerk? Why are what you, you doing this about? way? Exactly. And that's, you know, I think a girl's way of, you know, they're, that's their reaction and stuff. So, but most definitely, once they get to a certain age, um, as long as they're not hurting themselves, as long as everything is still safe, they will make their own mistakes and they will learn from them. when that happens. I have learned in my father role, not to nag it, not to do the, I told you so, mm-hmm. but to, in so many words, it can even be an expression, like a facial expression of the kind of like, uh, you know, I told you so. Yeah. And they get, they get that, you know, and everything. And it's just a learning experience is all it is, you yeah. know, for, for some people, you know, that learning experience needs to happen over and over and over. Some people, some kids will catch on it right away and be like, I'm not doing that again, you know, but it, it's different with, di- with every age is different, you know, and gradually they become independent and you got to let the mistakes happen. Sometimes it's hard for me though. I don't want any mistakes. I don't, I don't want anything to happen. So I butt in when I don't need to butt in. And, you know, I've, I've come out the, the, the hard way, you know, I've, I've come, <laughs> I've been the bad guy and everything like that. So I'm learning to just not step in when I don't need to. Right. For, for an example, you know, if, if Abby and Emily, or having an argument or a disagreement or something like that. And I hear their voices being raised throughout the house. I usually step in. I've learned to like not step in and let them fight their own battles. Like kind of like work, let them work it out themselves and let them work it out because you know, what? in one, in one aspect of it is I end up being the bad guy if I step in mm-hmm. and number two, it, I'm not going to solve their problem because it's their problem. They need to work it out. Right. So it's almost like I'll step in when I'm asked. When you get, you get to a certain point of a child's development and age where they will ask for help if they need it. If they, you know, if they don't need it, don't step in, you know, and, and as long as they're safe and no one's dying and no one's getting <laughs> killed, you know, you know, they're, you know, then it's fine. So at, at what point does that, does that come in? Because one of my biggest things is 
and, and I reached out to a previous guest actually, um, who's got his kids are a little bit younger than yours, but a little bit older than mine. And I just felt like I was just having them exist and live day to day. Like I wasn't doing anything fun with them experiences and things like that. But Andrew is very young. It's not like I can take him out places. We still live in, in Florida. So it's very hot. He can only be outside for a little bit of the time, you know, no matter what time mm-hmm. of year it is. So it's not like he can go and run around and things like that. So I feel like I've just been having them exist day to day and get through day to day. So I reached out to him and I said, is parenting just, you know, getting to the next day and just doing the same old shit every day, just survival until the next day. And he, he, and he kind of said, you know, of course it's always survival getting to the next day, but it's about the experiences that you do. Your kids are too young to have that, those kinds of experiences where you can have real fun with them as opposed to, yes, just making sure the baby makes it to the next day. Mm-hmm. So he said, you're yeah. going to get to a point when, when Andrew is Allie's age and Allie's a little bit older and you guys can go and run around and have those experiences. You just have to get there. And, and that, that made me feel better, but, but something that I, that is always in the back of my mind is what is it going to be like when the kids are your kids age, when they're teenagers, when they're both teenagers, that that freaks me out because I can't remember what I wanted to be told as a teenager and what I needed to hear. So I give you a lot of credit. I give a lot of all the parents out there, a lot of credit having teenagers. Cause I feel like nobody ever knows what they're supposed to be doing. We're just winging it as best as we can to make them happy and not serial killers. <laughs> no, you're totally right though. Freak out. Freaking out is the right expression. It's the white, right way to go. You, you know, everybody's freaked out. I freaked out when my girls were young thinking how they were going to be when they started to be teenagers and how that's going to be and stuff like that. No, it's, it's the perfect time. It's normal to freak (laughs) out. Okay. But I do, but I, I, I do disagree with what you said previously about, um, um, you were talking about like when they're young and everything like that. And, 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 um, is this how daily life is and, Mm -hmm. and this is how it is and stuff like that. No, I, I disagree with that. I disagree to the point to where I think that you should or, or people with young children should take that leap and, and take yourself out of that comfortable situation, which is home and the daily routine. Throw monkey wrench in everything. And when I say by monkey wrench, I mean like go on that vacation that you weren't planning to go on with a little one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're afraid of going out to eat because you have a little one and stuff like that, go out to eat, you know, go, go out to eat earlier, do those things, have those experiences. So you have those memories. All that's going to do is basically build the foundation, you know, and everything and for the little one and everything and how to react and how to, how to be in those circumstances. But it's also building memories, you know, so, so yeah, take yourself out of the nine of nine to five, throw that monkey wrench in there. And, um, you know, th- things have a way of working out and, and those memories that are made when, when you're in a situation that you're uncertain of, you know, is everything going to go? Okay. Is my little one going to be all right. And stuff like that. Those situations are, are priceless, you know, after it's all said and done. Yeah, I, I, I totally I'm, I'm totally for different experiences and everything, with, especially when they're small, 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I work for Delta airlines. I've been with them for almost 28 years now. Jeez. So, so my girls, <laughs> yeah, it'll be 28 years March. So my girls are excellent flyers. Why? We threw them on flights when they were two months old. Oof. We were, we were going, we were going. Abby, my oldest was going on a 15 night cruise to Europe. We hit France, we hit Denmark, um, Norway, Spain, you know, and flew out of Copenhagen to come back to the States Right when she was, when she was really small, you know, we started them off small and we gave them those experiences. And to this day, I, I just think like it better them as a person, yeah. you know, and, um, those memories that we have with them when they're small and we're traveling are, are priceless. They really are. So, so yeah, I, I, I'm totally against the whole being in your, you know, your, your nine to five and everything, Th- throw that monkey wrench in there, you know, do it, something it, different, start, start small, like go to breakfast or something with the kids. Do something different. That's it. That's it. When, when, when Abby and Emily were small, me and Don's go-to was going to IHOP. The original house of pancakes, <laughs> you know, we'd sit there and have breakfast and she'd be in the little car seat thing in the, in the booth there with us and everything. Don't be afraid to do it, but, but you got to do it, you know, and in the, in the long run, you know, you look back on it and everything and you're, you're proud and, and you have great memories of it and stuff. I mean, don't, don't let anything hold you back, especially kids. Kids are, kids are, you know, They'll, they'll go along with it. As you say that, like I, um, one of the earliest memories that I have of what Allie may have a memory of, she was probably, I don't know, maybe one and a half to two, somewhere in that area. And I just said, I, w- I had her alone one day and I said, you know what, let's go to breakfast. So I took her, it was just me and, and her, Steph was at, at uh, work. So we went to breakfast one day and I had her sitting in the, in the high chair. I got her pancakes. And like, it was very, I, I distinctly remember everybody around us was looking at just her and I sitting next to each other, having breakfast together and just having fun. And, you know, I, I tried to be off my phone as much as I could, just so I could spend that time with her. I, I remember that. And the only time I was ever on my phone was just taking pictures of her. And I'm glad that I did because I got really good pictures of it. And again, to remember the time, but it was very out of the norm for me and, and I remember it distinctly. So it may be tough in the moment, but those moments are, are going to be what you remember. So, so I, I think that would be good for me to better myself. I mean, it's, it's harder with two kids and I mm-hmm. think Andrew's still a little bit young, uh, at least for, for my capabilities, he's a little bit young. Uh, he's almost 11 months, but I, I feel like once he gets to now, he's getting to the point where he's eating regular food. Maybe I'll take him to breakfast soon. So Maybe that's a, maybe that's a good transition point for, for me as a dad to where I can that's go awesome. out and do that's things awesome. with them. So, all right. So let's get into the next segment, but uh, David, it looks like you are cracking another beer. What are you having? I am drinking from the Raleigh Brewing Company. It's called Hell Yes, Ma'am. Hell Yes, Ma'am. At Raleigh Brewing Company? Yes. I'm not a big IPA guy, but I will buy it to support local and this is very good as well. So 
Uh, before we get into our next topic, just real quick, I'm really excited to, I'm, uh, Steph and I are, and the kids are coming up in a couple weeks to come and visit you guys. And I mm. am super excited to try all of your local beers. So <laughs> I can't wait. All right. Well, I will start to buy them all and have one of each for you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, all right. So our next topic is a non-parenting topic. Uh, I, I took a look at what you uh, had jotted down for what you wanted to talk about, but I will let you go into it a little bit. I think I'm going to contradict you a little bit here, but um, mm -hmm. non-parenting topic, something you do when you're not being a parent. Go ahead. When I'm not being a parent, it's hard to actually discuss a topic when you're a parent, something that you're not being a parent, not related to being a parent. Because I, I, I truly think that once you become like a parent, once you become a dad, it's just par for the course. Everything kind of like falls along that. So um, it's it, to, to think of something not related to parently, parenting, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a tough concept. I, if I was to say anything about it, it would probably be just, just <laughs> spending time away from work and away from the family which doesn't happen all that often. And I am 40, I am 48 years old, but uh, me and my brother, Mark, he, he lives here now and he's in my community and everything with his wife, Sarah, finally they're retired military and everything. So it's, it's great that they're able to live near, near us, but we're on a softball team. So we play twice and twice, uh, two nights a week. And um, we try to play golf every other weekend and stuff like that. But it's those little getaways that um, really, really help not think about what our daily routine is and stuff like that. So I, I enjoy that time. I enjoy time spending with my brother. I enjoy time, you know, playing softball and everything. But um, I, everything falls back into parenting. I don't really, I don't really care what I'm going to be doing or what I am doing at the time. There's not a time that I'm not thinking about my wife, not, not, I'm not thinking about my girls and everything. Mm -hmm. once, once you become a parent, and I think every parent probably can relate to this, is that there's not a time that comes up when you're not thinking about, you know, your family and, and your kids. Yeah, It's really difficult to... And I, I'm sure there's people out there that can, you know, subject themselves and separate themselves from from that. But um, for the majority of us and me especially, I, I, it's very difficult for me to be doing anything where I'm not thinking about my kids. Right. And and, you know, I, I'm proud of that. You know, I, I don't think that you should be ashamed of that. I don't I don't think that's selfish in any way. I, I'm very proud of that because I enjoy my family. I love my family and I'm proud of my family. So it's once you once you become a dad or once I became a dad, that was it. I was done. I'm 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 a dad the rest of my life. I don't I don't think I'm ever gonna, you know, find anything else where I'm not being that type of parent. No, and I and I absolutely think that's honorable. That's that's an um an incredible quality to have uh, as, as a parent, as a, as a dad, as a parent in general, the whole point of this topic, this segment is we are always parents. 
as dads, our, our wives or our husbands, whatever, as dads, uh, are always on our minds. Our family is always on our minds, but you are entitled to take that time to, to step away from it for at least a very little bit. Mm. And what I was thinking of, um, actually what you mentioned was going to play softball, going to get with the team and talk about strategy and who's in the lineup and going to hit and fielding balls and things like that. You're, you're thinking about your family. Yes. But you get that time away to, for the camaraderie of a team and, and playing a sport or every other weekend when you go with your brother, still family, Mm -hmm. but not being a dad, um, going to play uh, golf and talking about, you know, how bad the dolphins are. Here we go. I, if, Anybody that's listening, you guys probably know I am not a sports fan, but I will always take the dig at the Dolphins just because I can. I have so many Dolphins uh, fan, Dolphin fan, fr- uh, family and friends, and I'm just going to dig just a little bit because I can. It's, <laughs> it's so a, easy to dig. It's so it's, easy. It's so though. easy. It's the easy joke It's so to easy. Make. What do you want? <laughs> dig, 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 dig. Dig away. Um, but no, like so you guys can, can have that time um, with each other to talk. You're not watching out after a toddler you're not making sure that the kid is getting good grades in that moment you get a you get at least a little bit of time you're still thinking about them yes but you're not constantly uh watching over them to make sure that they're okay sure you have your phone if they text you like okay hey dad i need you Mm -hmm. or whatever but you get a little bit of time away and for me this podcast is what i do in my time away the kids are asleep Stephanie is on the couch playing Animal Crossing or watching Hocus Pocus or something. And nice. she doesn't, by the way, she does not know the guests anymore. I've stopped telling her the guests. She doesn't know that her cousin is the guest for tonight, which I think is really funny. Um, so it kind of makes her listen to the show as well. So like, oh, my cousin is on. Okay. Um, but no, she is uh, listening out for the kids. This is my little bit of time away so that mm-hmm. I, and I spend that time still being a dad, talking about dad stuff, reminiscing about things that I have as a dad. But I, I think that it's very necessary to have that time away uh, while even though you're still thinking about the kids to be doing something else. And I, I like to spend mine talking to other dads about dad stuff. So whether it be softball, golfing, um, going fishing, actually, that's what I was going to mention before when uh, one night when when we went to dinner or something, we were on vacation Captiva not too long ago. And you're like, you know what? I want to have my personal time. I'm going to go fishing by myself with a cooler full of beers and a cigar and my fishing rod and just be by myself. And you're absolutely allowed that time. You were completely allowed that time to yourself within reason. It's not an all the time thing, but no, absolutely. Every parent, every dad, mom, whatever, you're allowed that time and it's okay. And that's what this whole segment is about. I think that's, that's, that's true. I think that being a dad and being a family member and everything like that, you do, you are allotted your own time and it doesn't come all the time. It doesn't even come weekly. It doesn't come daily and everything, but there are times when you need just to get away and what you were talking about was probably the time that we went to Captiva because we, we go to Captiva every year and everything. And I love Captiva. That's my, that's my go-to. <laughs> uh, I can't say enough good things about it, but I will take that time and fish and just be either by myself or whoever wants to come with me, but that will be my time and everything. 
And I think that's probably the most healthy that any parent can be in their relationship is you can't really forget about what makes you you and what makes you happy. Because being a dad and being a parent and everything, you're all about what's going on at the time. You're, you're what's going on at the minute and everything. You're trying to take care of everything, but you really need that time by yourself to enjoy yourself and to not think about everything. And exactly. for some people, it's from, for some people it's work. You know, when I, when I'm at work, I'll, I'll go six hours, you know, in my eight hour day and not even, Oh, I didn't even call home yet and everything like that, yeah. but it's not a bad thing. No, it's a good thing, you know? So I, I'm not thinking about home. I'm not thinking about the girls. I'm not thinking about my wife and everything like that, but my mind was on something else and it's a good thing. And it's a healthy thing, you know, and I think everybody needs that. It just helps everything run a lot smoother and stuff. So, yeah, for, for me, it's it's fishing. For me, it's golfing, you know. For me, it's watching the Dolphins lose. Oh, my God. We're not going to discuss that. All you Floridians, you know, or South Florida people, you know, we're not going to talk about the Dolphins. But um, it's sports, too. Sports. And, you know, a lot of times for me, because I'm 48 years old now, so it's 80s movies. You know, I, I love, I was br- raised on 80s movies and stuff like that. So if there's an 80s movie on or if I can get it on Netflix or whatever it is, you know, you know, it's it's something that I can zone out and just enjoy myself. Because it's something so, that you've seen a whole bunch of times and it's just very easy, very mindless. You know what's coming. It's very exactly. easy exactly exactly for for my wife dawn it's it's if she's doing housework and she's doing the dishes and stuff like that she'll put on twilight one of the twilights or harry potter or something like that for me you know it's caddyshack or any any type of 80s movie you know that i've seen over and over and stuff like that but it's also something that i don't have to be doing anything and have it on in the background i can actually take my time sit down and watch it something that i enjoy something that's a good character movie i've always thought like the outsiders was a great character movie oh, you know God, jaws, outsiders in he, so long. jaws is you know jaws is a huge 80s movie but so fake you know but what great characters what yeah, great for characters sure. in that movie you know so so it's the character movies that um i can watch over and over it doesn't even have to be that it could be some cheesy 80s movie I, I swear i saw i'm not gonna admit this but i'll admit it it was like two nights ago i'm doing laundry in the room and i saw 1985 a chorus line chorus line a chorus line it's the name of the movie it's a musical and well i'm not afraid to shame to, to say that that i don't i like musicals i like musicals you know and they're, you're they're, allowed to Everybody there's, there's some flavor. that are cool you know i, I like everything but it's an 80s movie, you know, it's, you know, I was my teens when I'm watching that thing and stuff. So it's just it, it's something like that, that you can like zone out and watch. And I, I really think that everybody needs that time just to reminisce. Almost it brings back memories, you know, before you even had families and everything. So, yeah, it's just it's it's a needed aspect in everybody's life. And you need to take the time and think about yourself because the majority of the time you're thinking about others and which is your kids and your family. 
And that takes up a lot of your time. I would say like 98% of your time is constantly just looking out after other people as, as a dad, you're, you're the patriarch of the family and you need to be looking after the entire family. And again, that's the whole point of this is to make sure that you look out after yourself. So I I agree. I agree. It's, it's difficult to do. It, It really is, but you know, over, over time, it's, it's priorities and it's also establishing a routine, not just for the family, but for yourself. And it's a work in progress. It always is. Yeah. Everything, everything's a work in progress. And a learning process as well. Yeah. Um, I want to move on to our next segment, if you're ready. Right. And our next segment is uh, tell me a story. Tell me a story. It could be anything. Tell me a story about parenting, non-parenting, a vacation, uh, whatever it is. Just, I want to hear it. Tell me a story. Tell me your story. So I've been with Delta for a long time now. And where's my wife? My wife is upstairs, but I think that that's why she married me. So we can fly, you know, with, with Delta. <laughs> that's a huge perk. It's a huge perk. Were you, but, wait, um, really quick. Were you working with Delta when you met Don? I was. Okay. Good God. Oh yeah. 28 years with Delta and you guys have been married almost 19 years. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I was, I was. So, um, yeah, that's a huge incentive there. I, I don't know, but we'll leave that. You know, she's probably hearing me from upstairs. <laughs> that's um, not why I married you. I loved you. You dick. <laughs> I, I, no. <laughs> you should have seen the first time flying first class. Oh my gosh. Like a little kid. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, that's, that's a huge incentive and, and I'm not going to, you know, talk bad or anything about it, but working for Delta, we're able to fly. So, and it really came into play because my brother and his, and his wife are, um, retired military. Mm-hmm. So they were all over the world and thank God they live in our neighborhood now. I mean, it's so great to have them in a, a six minute walk from our house because that's never happened. <laughs> but, um, they were stationed at one time in Italy, you know, for six years. And then after that, actually, they were stationed in Germany for another six years. So, of course, because I work for Delta, you know, we're, we're trying to tell them, don't come back to the States. Stay there. Stay there because <laughs> we want to keep flying. <laughs> we want to keep flying there because we have a place to stay for free and, and experience Europe. Well, we start flying Europe and everything and, and overseas and stuff before Emily, before my youngest was even born. So Abby was still a baby and everything, but um, we wanted to get her experience into flying over there. And I, I, I must say it's a different culture. It really is. Uh, if you're used to the States and being here in the USA and then going somewhere else, you know, overseas, especially it, it really is, a bit of a shock and you really get to appreciate the states you know where you're comfortable right. and you know it's, it's the same for europeans that are coming here you know they're probably most comfortable where they're from and 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 everybody is entitled to that but for for our experience when when abby was little we we went to italy and um we had to experience her train stations now i'm not a big train person i'm from florida there's no trains in florida if there's underground trains in Florida, you're, you're swimming in the Everglades yeah. at the time. So there's, they don't, <laughs> they don't have those things. Um, 
but uh, I do remember one time, it was very funny. We were in the train station in Italy. Abby was a, a baby and she, we had her in a stroller and everything. And she decides, you know, as all babies do, I'm going to take my shoes off and everything. So she ended up taking her shoes off and throwing it on the tracks. And we were freaking out. Oh, We're freaking out going, do I jump down there? Do I not jump down there? What's going to electrify me? And I mean, what am I going to do and everything like that? So it, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. We were in a crazy place. We were in a different place, some, some place that we're not comfortable, you know, not used to or anything like that. Not fluent in the language. Not fluent in the language. You can't you know? just ask the guy next to you like, hey, can I go get my daughter's shoe? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, even the bathrooms, even the bathrooms were different. You know, there was, there was holes in the ground, you yeah. know, it, it was very different from here. Um, so, you know, for, for a situation and, and a time like that, which was uncomfortable, if you're the type of person that you're most comfortable being around your surroundings and your daily routine, that's great and everything. Um, but that situation was uncomfortable. I wouldn't trade that for the world. I wouldn't trade those, those times for the world. As uncomfortable and crazy as those times came about, those experiences and those memories mean the most. They, they really do. And we've got, we have many, many experiences going and flying overseas. Um, grateful for my brother and, and my sister-in-law to be there and everything because you know, to fly, to fly, to be able to fly to Europe and, and have all these experiences and everything is just, I think it's really developed my girls to who they are today. So yeah, they're world traveled now. It's just, they are, they, they really are. They really are, you know, and we're not stopping there. You know, we're, we're, we're with COVID, you know, in 2020 and it's actually still going on. It's difficult to fly and everything. It's difficult to fly to different countries and everything, but we'll, we'll get the swing of it again. You know, it'll, it'll start to come around, but um, you know, those, those small stories, those small experiences and everything just make all the memories and everything worthwhile, you know? Yeah. It's really just taking yourself out of your comfort area. Man, that's the, that's the hardest thing to do. It really is. Yeah, because if, if you know it is comfortable for you, that's where you stay. That's the lane that you stay in. And that's that's very much so me. And I don't like to deviate from my comfort zone. Like a little bit here and there, but, and, and I'll get the itch. Like maybe I'll take the kids to a new place this weekend. I'll take them to a brewery. Like I know how breweries operate. So it's not that much of a, of, of a scary place to go to. Or yeah, take the kids to a brewery. Good job, Freddie. Mm-hmm. But, but um. <laughs> Take them to uh, somewhere, somewhere new, something different. It's, but it's all still very local. But for me, and I, and I've talked about this on the show before. I don't like to fly number one, and I also don't like being in a place where I don't know the language, I don't know the customs. It, it makes me nervous in all sorts of of the of aspects. And even before kids, I didn't like to go to a new place. Even in the states, Stephanie had to tell me like, "Yes, we're gonna go here." you don't get to plan anything. This is where we're going. She was, she's like, you know, she's very in control and she has no fear of 
anything when it comes to that. She's fine to go anywhere. She doesn't care. She wants to have the experiences. I would like to stay wherever I'm at forever. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. But, but like I've also said before, like I've had a great time every time we've gone anywhere outside of my comfort zone. So she, she's got a point, but I don't like the point that she's making. <laughs> I tell you what though, it, it's, I've never had an experience that I can go back and say, I didn't like that. Yeah. Or, or I wish I wouldn't have done that. Even the bad experiences and the uncomfortable experiences that I've had, I still fall back on like, wow, that, you know, although that was uncomfortable, that was awesome to experience. Yeah. I like the train ride to Luxembourg. So yeah, for example, I'll tell this quick story and everything, but this is we were coming in, in to remind you of things to say. <laughs> exactly. We, 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 was it Europe or Germany? Where was it? At? Was it Germany? Germany. We were in Germany and we went and visited my brother, Mark and his wife, Sarah in Germany. And uh, we wanted to take a day trip, you know, somewhere, which is very easy. Their, their train system in Europe is excellent. Excellent. You know, to almost to like the second right. in the train stations. It really is very efficient. So very efficient, super efficient. Now I have nothing to fall back on. I've never been to Boston or, you know, or, or I haven't done the trains in New York, but anyway. Um, so we were there and we decided to go to a nearby city. So we hopped on the train and we ended up getting on the wrong train just by <laughs> mi- minutes, minutes get on the wrong train well so, pause so really we, quick let me ask you was this app this was in germany you said was in germany yes was this after oktoberfest no okay this was a separate oh, trip. see now my here comes the dad on the rocks and the wife walks in <laughs> the for mrs dad list, on the rocks for all you listening the, the wife's walking in on dad on the rocks right now i'm totally keeping this in by the way <laughs> okay so listen so th- this is life Dad on the rocks is more like wife slash dad on the rocks. Behind every so. good man is a wife telling him what to say. <laughs> and she is behind <laughs> me telling me what to say. David is the head of our house. David I, is the head of our household. Okay. But I'm the neck that turns the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very well, good analogy. I like that. Welcome to my world, everybody. Thank you very much. That just explains everything. You now know. that everybody has an insight into David's world. Yeah, thank you. So anyway, long story short, we ended up getting on the train and um, it was the wrong train. And we ended up in a different country. Literally ended up in in Luxembourg. We ended up in Luxembourg in a different country in Europe. No passports, no anything. And uh, Abby was with us. Both. uh, both, We had both both little ones with us and everything. And you want to talk about freaking out? freak out when you're in Europe and you don't have your passports and you get on a train and you go to a different country and you're wondering <laughs> how the heck am I going to get back to where I came from with, without anything, <laughs> with no identification. So, I mean, but you know what, that, that experience now looking back on it, stressful. I was super upset. My, my wife ended up buying me like two beers, two, two beers from the local joint it was warm as anything. And she's like, here you go. And I'm like, great, thanks. But stressful beyond belief. Now that I look back on it, it was super awesome. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. You and I, and I know that you'll never forget that too. No, not at all. So what I take away from that is if you're traveling abroad, make sure that you have your passport on you always. So <laughs> most definitely. Um Thank you, David, as my guest for this episode. Uh, David, you know that I like to give my uh, guests the last words for every episode. So if you have any last words, speak them now. Only, I guess, um, something I try to <laughs> to live by, I guess, is um, especially with teenage daughters is listen before you speak. Mm-hmm. You know, listen to them. And it's just the, the safe way to be. Listen before you speak. And um establish and and know your boundaries with with your girls because i have two girls so i'll speak about them but establish and know your boundaries don't cross them but um you know just live by them and and last if everybody is safe and asleep in their beds at night then then all is right with the world this is the way (laughs) good night everybody Good night, Daddy. Good night, baby.